Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crisis Point Podcast. My name's Ryan. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Shane. Hello. And our special guest co-host, Ben. Hello. So, uh, you guys will have to stick with us uh, through this episode. Ben's voice is uh, kind of... What, what happened to your voice exactly, Ben? Look, I can tell you exactly what happened. I went to Rochester... And I, I was ready to just win it all, and then I play Shane, and he kicks my butt so bad I forgot how to talk for a couple days. <laughs> yeah. Just messed up, messed up my voice. Yeah, Shane has that effect on people. So if you're not aware, uh, this past Saturday, uh, I ran a Marvel Crisis Protocol tournament uh, here at, um, in Rochester at Millennium Games. Uh, we had 12 players show up, including Shane and Ben. So thank you, everybody, for coming out and making it such a fun event. I had a fun time running it, and it looked like everybody had a fun time playing in it. So that was really cool. I had fun. I, I would yeah, hope so, because uh, you, won, you won the whole thing. Yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. That's part of why I had fun. But you know, <laughs> I think I would have fun even if I didn't win the whole thing, which is a testament to the event and, and so on, of course. I had fun, and I got butt, my butt whooped and lost my voice. So that's a, you know, you, you have a good event when you you know you don't you don't you walk away and you can't talk right. So it's good. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I guess we can go ahead and get started in this episode. We're going to be talking about a few things. Of course, we're going to be doing Splash Mountain. Can't tell you exactly what we're going to be talking about there, but uh, they have dropped the new card for Logan, so we're going to be taking a look at that, and then later on in this episode, um, Shane and Ben are going to be taking us through their games at the uh, at the tournament uh, from this past Saturday, and then we're going to be uh, basically talking about the final top table match, which was uh, between the two of them, so that'll be interesting. Uh Guys, I swore this tournament was not rigged. I know that three people on this podcast, one of them hosted the tournament and TO'd, and then two others made it to the final table. Oh, this was not rigged. Inside job. This was not an, in, not an inside job. Put your pitchforks and torches away, please. <laughs> all right. Just, it's all that hard work. Oh, it's the Splash Mountain. That's what it, it is. was. It is. It is yeah. the hard work. It's the determination. It's the talent. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get started here with everybody's favorite Splash Mountain. You guys ready to dive in? Oh, I'm so ready to dive right. in. I'm, I'm always ready. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, the anticipation. <laughs> the what best. do we got, Ryan? What's it coming to? Oh, we got Drax. Oh, Hex. interesting, Drax. Um, I, we, I'm happy that we're repeatedly getting characters that nobody splashes anywhere. And it makes <laughs> this, is, this is what Splash Mountain is all about. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, not it. Not it first. I got to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I also kind of need to think about it because I'm going to be honest. I, I've never played with Drax. I've played against Drax. Maybe once once or twice uh he's not a character that sees a ton of play um he is of course affiliated uh only with guardians of the galaxy so on the bright side there are a lot of places where you can splash him because he's only in one affiliation so 
that's pretty uh that's cool um uh, i i i'll take the reins here a little and i'll just talk about what he does and i'll use that as filler time for me to think about where i would splash him sure <laughs> so for those of you unaware drax the destroyer uh he's got six health uh he's a three threat um well six health on his healthy side uh six health on his uh, injured side so 12 total uh he's a medium mover i believe he's on a short or a small base as well um he's size two he's got three three two defense um his uh builder is range two five dice uh and he gets re-rolls if uh the target has bleed which is cool and he also gives a bleed on a wild um he's got a range two headbutt that costs two power with uh four dice it's got a wild stun and uh, a, a size three automatic push away and he's got the titan killer which is three power um range two as well all of his attacks range two um you had one die to the attack roll for every damage he has and it's a base three so this could potentially be up to an eight dice attack um you can't attack when you're dazed so uh, i go conventionally speaking that i can think of um uh and it has a wild throw size four or less away which is pretty cool um he has a size three terrain slash character throw um within range two uh and he throws it short custom three power and he's got the vengeance tokens which are pretty cool uh you place a vengeance token on somebody when he gets hurt and then um Basically, whenever he attacks somebody with a vengeance token, he rolls three additional attack dice. Uh, so he, he rolls a lot of dice. He's uh, and, and, he, and he has damage reduction, which I should also clarify. So um, now that I've read the entire card, and I'm fairly certain that there is nothing different on the backside at all, uh, have I given you enough time, Ben, to come up with something? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got one. I got one. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. That's called, by the way, this is called teamwork. Right. Yes, it's called teamwork. Um, I'm going to say uh, Baron Strucker Hydra. Oh, okay. I'm going to say Baron Strucker Hydra, mainly for the reason of if you look at his his attacks, he has a lot of ways to give out conditions, right? So he's got a uh, now he's got a wild wild bleed on his builder and a wild stun on his headbutt. Um, I really think that he's going to be one of those characters that 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 can you know potentially dish it out if uh if he's putting out those conditions uh and he's going to be able to build a little bit more toward that titan killer while still being able to potentially heal uh one of the things that hydra is kind of hurting with right now is they don't have a lot of throws so he can kind of give that to the team uh, which is nice you know and having his big spender be only three cost isn't too terrible. I think the big key with Drax in, in any affiliation that you run him is he's going to be better on one of the wings. You know, he's going to be on, on one of the flanks soloing someone so you can kind of guarantee that people have to deal with him. They have to hit him so that he's mm -hmm. getting those vengeance tokens. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm saying Baron Strucker Hydra. Okay. I like it. You know, I'm a fan of it. Um, I I've come up with one. Um, I don't know how, how good it is, but I, I like your idea. Uh, I think Drax would be kind of interesting as a splash in um, Midnight Suns. Um, 
So uh, one thing I mentioned is that he has a lot of range too, and he's a small base medium mover. So he's not the fastest guy in town, uh, so to speak. But um, with all those range two attacks, you know, I think having the that little extra bump is going to be really good for his mobility because I think his action economy is something that probably suffers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't have a ton of things really to spend power on. Uh, he's got a throw. Uh, so there's that. But outside of that, I mean, his attacks aren't super expensive. Um, and uh, he's he's like hitting pretty hard um, without even using a spender. It's just because of the vengeance tokens a lot of the time. And, and with his regular builder, um, potentially getting, you know, eight dice attacks with rerolls. Uh, and the other thing I really like is that uh, Midnight Suns are a team that always has Blade on the board. Um, now I'm not suggesting that you should build your Midnight Suns teams around Blade because he's, you know, not, he's kind of the worst part about Midnight Suns. Um, but the reality is he's the one main part of Midnight Suns that's always there because he's the leader. He's the only leader. And Blade throws out a lot of bleed. And there's a few other people on Midnight Suns that are all bleed too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Drax is actively getting, uh, multiple rerolls from attacking characters that have bleed. So there's a little bit of in in you know inter-character synergy there between him and some of the core pieces. Um, I think the bump helps his action economy a ton. And uh, I mean, beyond that, that's kind of all I got. <laughs> so that's that's my thought for um for Draxy here. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure <clears throat> when uh, when Blade was spoiled when he first came out and and people saw his um, vampiric immortality thing uh, that Drax was on that list of the all bleed list. So it was just oh, is he? Yeah, it was just Blade and a couple Midnight Suns, and then everybody has bleed. Like everybody's... yeah, I mean, I can see it. He gives bleed too, so he's helping out Blade. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. We got Ryan. So I'm actually thinking. You know, I I look at Drax. He's got the six stamina. He's only. It's only at threat level three. So, and like with all his abilities and everything, this guy wants to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to get in and do damage to the enemy and then uh, potentially do some displacement with, uh, you know, his Titan Killer and his uh, the Destroyer abilities. I really do love the Driven by Vengeance uh, superpower, and then the I Can Take It with, for the damage reduction I think is really cool. So with all that put together, I think uh, splashing him into uh, Thanos Black Order might be interesting. Um, simply for Thanos's leadership of when an enemy character is KO'd, uh, character's controlling player gains one VP. Drax just wants to kill everything he comes into contact with, so I think you know that synergizes pretty well with Thanos's uh, leadership. I like it. Uh, you know, thematically, it, it, it is hard to imagine. Because I'm pretty sure Drax hates, doesn't he hate Thanos? I, I literally think his whole character arc is <laughs> trying to kill Thanos, yeah. Yeah. Um, like Thanos and Ronin, yeah. He, he it's a cursed matchup like for sure. Yeah. Or a, yeah. a cursed team-up, I should say, but, you know. Yeah. and uh, But no, I can see it for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just a killer, right? Infinity gems do crazy things sometimes, you know? Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty he has definitely has the potential to be a pretty brutal attrition piece um that can survive a little bit longer than than your average three threat mm-hmm. and uh and you know offer a little bit of displacement along the way. So um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. 
All right. So I guess that that wraps up Splash Mountain. Then that was a you know that was that was clean. Yeah. You know, there was there was no Solid. ramble. <laughs> Solid. We were in. We were in, and we were out. It was. Uh, <laughs> A solid, uh, solid splash mountain there. Smooth operators. All right. So, uh, do we want to take a look at Logan now? Do I ever? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. All right, sure. So I uh, got his card up here. So, uh, Logan the Wolverine. He's got four physical, four energy, and two mystic, six stamina. Uh. Threat level 4, size 2, uh, move medium. He's got the X-Slash ability, range 3, strength 5. Uh, after this attack is resolved, he gains power equal to damage dealt. After the attack is resolved, place this character within 1 inch, or excuse me, range 1 of the target character. That's really cool. And uh, wild pierce. So that's nice. Uh, he's got Tornado Claw, which is a Beam 3, Strength 7, uh, Power 4. After all attacks generated by this attack have been resolved, place this character within one of the uh, of the last character targeted by this attack. I'm liking that. And he's got a Wild Pierce and Wild Bleed. Uh, he's got What I Do Isn't Very Nice for 3 power... Uh, this is an action. Character immediately makes an X slash attack action, and then after the attack is resolved, if the target character is size 3 or less, this character may throw the target character S. Uh, this superpower may only be used once per turn. Uh, adamantium Skeleton, when determining whether this character can be thrown or pushed uh, by an effect or special rule, or when it is colliding with another character or terrain, or terrain feature, the character counts as size 3. I uh, get out of my head the first time this character is damaged by an enemy mystic attack each turn after the attack is resolved. Other allied characters within range 3 of this character suffer 1 damage. Characters that suffer uh, damage this way gain 1 power. Then he's got On the Hunt. When this character makes an attack, if there are no allied characters within range 3 of it, this character may reroll up to 2 of its attack dice. That's pretty interesting. Uh, and then he's got Healing Factor 2 and Immunity Stun. So, what do you guys think? Ben, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really I really like Logan for a couple specific things. Um, I think he's going to be really one of those amazing characters on, on the wings. Uh, you know, you want Logan to get matched up, um, you know, in a 1v1 match. Uh, where he can really take advantage of the on the hunt, uh, yeah. You know, rolling, rolling five dice, uh, re-rolling two with healing factor um, is going to be pretty good. You know, you're going to get some consistency. There's going to be a you know a wild pierce. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I think people are going to underestimate how fast he can actually be with all of his placements that he can do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, you know, people are kind of look. Oh, you know, he's just a medium mover on a small base. Uh, but range three place within one can get you into some really sneaky. Yeah, position. that's so good. It yeah. I, it that I gave back off that a little bit. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, but what's interesting is if you do what I do isn't very nice. You can throw them and then place, so you can actually get crazy movement out of that alone. Oh, okay. It it can get it can get kind of bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> that and, um that placement 
it reminds me of like the piling and consolidating stuff that you can do on like kill team in 40k yeah yeah uh and and again same thing with his beam you know tornado call beam three uh, let's not snuff at a at you know uh the quick math is what 21 dice you know if you're if you're hitting three people <laughs> nice you know um that's nothing to snuff at with a wild pierce uh, you know he's going to be able to put out some damage more damage than than wolverine is going to be pulled um I do think some people are going to be disappointed. You can't fastball special this guy. Uh, I know that made me really sad um, because he's not technically the Wolverine. He's Logan the Wolverine. So you can't <laughs> fastball special him, which kind of stinks. Um, and I, I really think that he's going to suffer in X-Men. Um, you know, the get out of my head, which is, and I need to say this, one of my favorite superpowers. I love get out of my head. Because it is so on par for Logan's story at this point in the comics. Mm-hmm. Man, this is just like perfect. And it stinks because it makes him almost unusable and uncanny, or at least Storm's X Men, um, because they want to be, you know, bouncing off of each other and doing stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just, he's not going to fit that mold. Um, because, you know, uh, Shane and I talked about this. Mysterio's just going to laugh at Logan and, oh, yeah. and, and just, like, you know, recreate uh, uh, one of the Apocalypse series where basically Mysterio tricks Wolverine into killing everybody. So, like, personal uh, favorite. Personal favorite. <laughs> and, and with uh, that, I'll, I'll pass it over. Yeah. So, to elaborate on what we've been <clears throat> talking about, uh, so, first of all, like here's picturing Mysterio against Logan. Logan's got two mystic defense. Uh, so Mysterio can hit him with his hypnosis gas, uh, which is probably going to do damage. Cause again, two mystic defense. And then he can move him after the attack is resolved and then get out of my head trigger. So you can hit Logan, move him into his team and then have Logan hurt ulti- uh, multiple people on his own team. Um, and you're also like keeping him near his friends if you want to, uh, to to prevent the on the hunt. So I mean, in general, though, um, I love the. I think you're totally spot on, Ben, about the theme here of this card. It really nails Wolverine. Um, I feel as a character, at, at least the early like pre X Men or you know, on his own like lone guy Wolverine. I think as far as gameplay goes. Uh, we talked about the mobility, which I think is going to be massive on this character. Um, as a fourth threat, he's undeniably there to be an attrition piece, which at the moment in the meta, there aren't a lot. I feel like there's not a lot of like pure attrition four threats that are getting splashed a lot. Um, funny enough, the Sabretooth is one of the ones I've been seeing a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And Sabretooth, kind of like this this Logan, has a lot of mobility. He's a long mover. He's really fast. He can get where he wants to be. He's got aggressive. Um, and, you know, kind of like uh, kind of like Sabretooth uh, of old, <laughs> but we haven't seen a new one. Um, Logan is he can get around the board really quickly. And he and he's his main utility is rolling a ton of dice. Um, unlike Sabretooth. Um, 
Wolverine has uh, pretty much guaranteed displacement if he's using what I do isn't very nice, which is pretty cool. Um, he, uh, he, he's perfect to just run up a flank on his own and be a menace. Yeah. Um, you know, to keep him away from, from his, from his team, which you don't always want to do that, but, um, Logan wants to do that. So, I mean, he's, he's going to be a menace on things like Terrigen or intrusions, I think. Uh, but I mean, don't underestimate how difficult it is on some setups though to stay out of range three of everybody on your own team yeah yeah there's going to be moments where you kind of have to move somebody over there you know logan's not going to like it but you're going to have to go help him out at some point um so i don't know i mean we, we obviously don't have the full picture we don't have any tactic cards we don't know what the weapon x affiliation looks like but um i think as a pure attrition four threat He's really interesting. His mobility really piques my uh, attention. And I'm curious what people do with him. Like, I can see him maybe getting used in, in, uh, in, in like, a, like a Daredevil Syndicate or something, just to, like, stack oh, reroll, yeah. like, a, like a Guardians of the <clears throat> Galaxy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of already play that play style a little bit. Um, and to just stack rerolls on him and, and kind of play into his attrition game plan. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I like Logan. I, my first impression was that I didn't like him, but the more I look at the card, the more I kind of see what it is that he's good at. Um, and obviously healing factor two is just amazing. Um, and he's going to be using exceptional healing pretty frequently. I, I would imagine if not every game. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Logan. I think he looks good. He looks like fun too. Sure. Yeah. Hear me out. Sport. I, I I like him in Web Warriors because the movement, uh, the movement shenanigans. They want to spread out. They don't need to be near each other a whole bunch. Yeah. Right. Um, and he can move around the board. I. Uh, and you know, imagine he's you know his defensive reroll is just going to make him even more tanky. I like him in Web Warriors. I think that's yeah. No, I like it because you're also in it. They play on D shapes. And I think this Logan's going to love D shapes because you can spread out, right? You can send Logan on his own little adventure far Mm -hmm. away from everybody pretty consistently. Like it's, there's more places for him to go that are relevant that could be further away from the rest of your team. So, and like you said, um, the mobility is just off the charts. So he kind of fits right in there. Um, And they don't really have like a fast attrition piece at all on that team. I mean, there's Venom, who is, you know, I'm not going to call him a pure attrition piece, but he's a great uh, attrition. He's a good attrition piece, but mm-hmm. with a ton of excellent control as well. Um, Wolverine could be a cool Web Warrior Splash. I kind of like it. Yeah, he's, um, to make another, I guess, like 40K comparison, he's kind of reminding me of what's called a Slaplin. For those who don't know, it's just a Space Marine chaplain who is uh, buffed up to do basically an insane amount of damage um, and just go off on their own and delete things. And that's what, that's the vibe I'm picking up from Logan here. So I think he's pretty cool. For sure. Fun fact, he can use the Wolverine's card though. Uh, Cause it, it's uh, just his alter ego. Oh yeah. That is that the, that's the one with X 23, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what card is that for those who don't know? Uh, it's uh here let me let me pull it up um it's not a it's nothing to like super build around but uh it's a nice trick 
it's a nice like goofy trick uh so the wolverines is um both logan and laura have to spend three power and while they're within two of each other they can't be pushed or thrown by enemy effects they re-roll any number of attack dice Ooh. and after an attack targeting either of them is resolved they take uh, the attacker takes one damage if they don't daze or KO them. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. So you you, you yeah. lose the, you lose the on the hunt, but you gain infinite rerolls, or not yeah. infinite, but yeah, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. Full, a better version. Full, of yeah, uh, yeah, full rerolls. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can imagine Laura's probably going to be Weapon X affiliated, so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we definitely. know we know at least one card that works with with this affiliation. Uh huh. Very you cool. Have, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> All right. So I guess now we can go ahead and talk about your guys's uh, tournament run. Um, Ben, I actually want to kind of start with you because you ran a uh, Hydra at this tournament. So do you want to talk about like your list a little bit? You want to start with me because I didn't win, right? Is that is that what it is, Ryan? <laughs> no, no <okay>. because the, <laughs> the real reason is uh, Shane ran spider foes, and that's nothing new. That's also, <laughs> that also true. Yeah, so I had I had been deciding back and forth uh, between Brotherhood and and Hydra, and I I wanted to mix it up because Shane and I are going to Boston uh, in in a month, and I'm gonna be running Brotherhood there, so. Uh, so I ran Hydra. Uh, I ran uh, Big Big Daddy Red Skull, Master of Hydra, Baron Strucker, Armin Zola, Baron Zemo, which is your base fourteen that this list was going to take every single every single round. I was going to take all all those guys, um, and then I was running Taskmaster, Bob, Agent of Hydra, Steve Rogers, Captain America, which is Bully Steve. <laughs> Mo, I can't do it. Shane, do the Modoc voice for me. I can't do the Modoc. Uh, Modoc. 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 Man. Yeah, Modoc. Yeah, Mo- Modoc. Uh, Loki and Doctor Voodoo. Uh, I was taking a fair amount of the Hydra cards. Uh, Inevitable betrayal, occult research, scientific method, High Council, world domination. Uh, left out a couple of the other ones that didn't really fit the mold. Um, and my restricteds were patch up and sacrifice. And then I ran my anti Malekith card recalibration mat, uh, matrix, uh, then aim lackeys and fallback. There's just some other ones to kind of fill in some roster spots. Uh, my crisis, I took secures of infinity formula, Terrigen, and demons. And then my extracts were hammers, struggle for the cube, and the Montessi formula. Um, my basic strategy for this game was to threaten the High Council every single game. I took the High Council in all, all of my games. Um, and for those who are unaware, the, the uh, Hydra High Council is a tactic card that's basically a paragraph long. So the short version of it is if I do a couple of things uh, with uh, Red Skull, Zola, Zemo, and Strucker, <clears throat> I can... Bring, I can summon in a, another character at, from four, four threat or, or less. Um, and that's pretty big when you can basically cheat and bring another person to the game. Um, and I was showing Shane some of our practice games. It's not very hard to do. 
you yeah. can pretty you, you can get it pretty reliably by turn two if people aren't paying attention. Uh, I think in a couple of our games, Shane, right? You know, I got it off turn two, turn three, um, where it's still early enough to make a difference in the game. Uh, and usually at that point, the game is over. Um, and the other thought process was that if I couldn't get it off, people have to play around it. Um, you know, you have to maybe put yourself in a bad position um, knowing that if, you, if you're not playing around this, I can drop it and I get another character um, in the middle of the game, which is pretty good. Occult Research, which is another great one. Red Skull spends uh, all of his power, 10 power, uh, and he gets three actions for the rest of the game um, and staggers everybody around him, including himself. So that was really the thought process uh, behind the whole list. Um, I took Loki and Voodoo. Um, Voodoo is my, oh crap, I'm losing the game. If I need to summon in somebody, I summon in Voodoo. Uh, Shane and I did a practice game on Friday and did that uh, where I was able to bring in Voodoo and it changed, you know, it went from, I definitely lose this game to, <clears throat> well, if Shane doesn't spike a freaking roll with Mysterio, <laughs> uh, um, I probably win that game. Uh, so uh, it was, um, it was a really uh, great list. I think, I think the strategy behind it was pretty strong. Um, and I did, I did pretty well in my games. Yeah. I, I would testify to the, uh, the high council. Uh, I think a lot of the, conversation around it when it came out was oh this is like a funny goofy card um but it's like super hard to get off i thought that but having seen you do it so many times now against so many people myself included it is not that hard to get off for how not that it's easy to get off because it is like you know it is a little difficult to get off but for the for how much you get if you get it off and you typically do it early because I've seen some people say, oh, well, the, by, time, by the time you get all these things, it's late in the game. I think that's actually very rare because late in the game, you know, there's one of them might be dead. One of them might be dazed by the time you get to maybe use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty difficult to do it. I think it's harder to do it in like round four or five than it is to do it on round two when you've got everything set up. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I think it's it's a it's a better card than people give it credit for. It's not just pure fluff, in my opinion. I, I think there there is actual like legs to to that strategy. And I mean, you you were doing it to really good effect on Saturday. So yeah, I um like I said, I, I've I probably before Saturday, I played high, I played this list maybe maybe three four times, and and got it off all but once. Um. So it was, in um, each one of those games, you know, um, again, when you add in another, another four character, four threat character, um, it's very good. It's very good. So um, I don't know. I don't know if you want me to talk about our first, first games or, but that's basically the, the thought process around the list, unless you want Shane to talk about his, you know, crap shenanigans. Sure. <laughs> So, um, I mean, we can stick with you, Ben, just because your list is going to be fresh in our listeners' minds. So, I guess take us through like your first two games, really, and how this how this list played out for you. Yeah. Uh, so I played 
Uh, my first round, uh, I played against uh, a great guy named John, who was part of the Millennium League. Um, relatively, I, I think, you know, a newer player, but great guy. You know, been playing for, I think, a couple months, I think is what he said. Uh, his first time against Hydra. And uh, so we spent some time before the game talking about a little bit of, of some shenanigans. Uh, and he brought uh, Defenders with Doctor Strange. Uh, and that was a big indication uh, what's one the really cool thing about this Hydra list <clears throat> is you don't declare your def your leader until after all of your models are deployed. And I have two leaders. So depending on really the matchup, where people are going, um, and the crisis selections, I can really alternate between Red Skull and Baron Strucker um, as as my two leaders. And uh, by the by John's list, I really knew that he was going to put out a lot of conditions. Uh, conditions that I don't want. So I decided to play Baron Strucker as my leader for that game, um, where uh, Baron Strucker's leadership basically says, if if I have a condition on me, if I deal a damage to you, I give you that condition back, So I, uh, if you don't have it already. And at uh, once per turn, if I give a condition out to somebody, that character heals, uh, heals one. So it's a it makes your t your your guys a lot more tanky, and it's really frustrating for your opponent. Where uh, John was hexing me a whole uh, a whole lot that game, and I was able to kind of boing flip uh, the hexes back to him. Uh, we played cubes and demons, uh, demons downtown, uh, which again was really to my advantage because there was going to be a lot of conditions. Cubes was going to was going to speed up the game. We both kind of knew that the game was not going to last that long, uh, just because. Uh, you know, all the damage that the cubes were putting out, the incinerates that were going, and the hexes that were going to be around. Uh, we knew that it was going to be uh, lots of lots of swings. Uh, and I was able to to bring out the, the Hydra High Council uh, on turn three. I was able to bring out Bully Steve uh, <laughs> and uh, our Hydra Steve. Uh, so it was... So <laughs> you keep calling him Bully Steve. Exactly why is he called Bully Steve? Yeah, bully, bully Steve. So uh, Steve, the the, um, the Captain America, which is the second version of of Steve Rogers, uh, is lovingly referred to as Bully Steve, uh, because this Steve is a lot more punchy. Uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, which is the corset guy, um, has bodyguard, is very tanky, uh, and really wants to protect people. Steve Rogers, Captain America, the newest version of him. Uh, wants to put out lots of damage. So he wants to be punching people. Uh, and one of the, the favorite things uh, that he that he has is a, an ability called uh, I've knocked out tyrants over 200 times and then his spender is I don't like bullies. Uh, so people just lovingly called him Bully bully Steve because he's just punching people. He's he's pick, he's bullying the other bullies. And so he, he uh, is a bully. That's true. Yeah. He is a bully. He's got a flurry on his attack uh, on his on his builder, uh, which Shane has yet to get off. Uh, not one, not one time. But but that's okay. Uh, but so that's why I like to call him Bully Steve, uh, just because he just likes to to beat up people. And he beat up people uh, in that game. John played very well. Um, <clears throat> he had a huge big attack um, that was going to go on my arm uh, Armin Zola. Uh, you know it was. Dragon Fang with Warrior of Legend, you know, he had put all of this, you know, all or nothing into this attack, should kill Armin Zola, and he rolls blanks and skulls. 
on seven dice. And it's like, ah, oh, that just, it hurts. It hurts the soul. Um, but John was a great opponent. I ended up winning 18 to five uh, that game. I mean, it was pretty, pretty fast. Um, my second opponent was uh, Felix Reyes. Um, he's another great guy. He was playing Midnight Suns. And uh, I pulled Demons Downtown again um, with, with Scrolls. We both kind of heavy side when Scrolls came out because Scrolls are <laughs> kind of anno- kind of annoying. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, <laughs> Scrolls basically, uh, you have to roll two dice. And uh, if you find a crit or if you get a crit, you find the scroll. Um, it took us 10 attempts to find that stupid scroll. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, this game, I took Red Skull as my leader to gain more power because I, I knew that he really wasn't going to be putting out a lot of conditions. Um, he was immune to several of the conditions I could put out, so Baron Strucker really wasn't going to help me there. Um, and and he played very well against the uh, the High Council, um, and th- this was kind of part of that strategy where. Um, he saw the card, read it. this is his first time playing against Hydra, he saw the card, he goes, wow, that's really strong if you can get that off. So he did his very best to play around it. <clears throat> and unfortunately for him, um, you know, that kind of feeds into the strength of this list where um, I was able to kind of position and do things really well while he was not in the best position because he was afraid of the High Council. Um, and I, this was, I also brought Modoc in that game. Uh, and Modoc just tore up uh, poor Blade and a couple other people. And um, and the the funniest part was Zemo ends up finding the scroll and gets chased down by Bullseye. And they're just having this running match of Zemo, who's alive on one health for basically three rounds, trying to not get get shot by Bullseye, who can just auto do one damage. So it was it was pretty funny. Um, I ended up winning sixteen to seven that game. Uh, Felix was a great guy, and um, we had a we had a great great time. There was a, there was a lot of laughing um, in that in that game, and uh, I really appreciated playing against against Felix. And then round three, I played against the villain that's known as Shane. So, so speaking of Shane, I guess uh, we can kind of talk about your list now, Shane, and your matchups. I guess if we have to. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, guys, if you guys want to take a quick snooze you can uh, you do that no 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 <laughs> uh so i of course naturally i took spider foes because um i am a meta chaser who only takes the s tier teams yeah um so i you know i decided to chase greatness on this day and i took uh spider foes so my my list here was um green goblin uh amazing spider-man uh, mysterio cassandra nova of course uh, Lizard, Venom, Carnage, Black Widow, Craven the Hunter, and Doc Ock. Uh, my tactic cards were Mental Domination, Sinister Traps, Brace for Impact, and Sacrifice, uh, no matter the cost. Carnage Rules, Lethal Protector, Grand Illusion, Fall Back, and Recalibration Matrix. Um, I, my secures were Infinity Formula, Mutant Man Men, and Intrusions. And my extracts were cubes, spider infected, and a scrawl because I I couldn't get I didn't print out extracts in time and not a single box that I've bought so far 
has an extract in it, so I'm stuck with the core box extract. <laughs> um, so I, fortunately, I never had to play on scroll. Um, but yeah, I uh, didn't love that. So AMG, uh, if you're yeah. listening, please come out with a box with like please. just extracts and secures, please. Yeah, I'll buy it twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the list. It was uh, it was pretty. I think I had every affiliated foe except Kingpin. And then um, basically ASM, the idea being uh, if I ran against a Malekith, um, I was going to take ASM, Amazing Spider-Man, to uh, grab the middle extract if there was one and uh, kind of turtle back. Uh, Spider-Foes are really good at turtling, especially if you're playing like a trap build. Um, uh, not that it's easy to get ASM and the trap build fully online on the same list. You usually need to be playing at a higher threat level to, to make that work. But either way, um, that was the idea of just just playing a fast scoring game against Malekith if possible. Um, uh, the other splashes were Widow. Uh, I've I, I do want to kind of do a Ben. You and I had a brief conversation about Widow the other day, mm-hmm. um, and I've just been like really high on her lately. And I think, like I I would say to anybody that is getting into MCP. Um, if you are playing an affiliation that doesn't have an affiliated two threat, I would not go out of your way to get a two threat splash from like another box. Um, because Black Widow, you probably own her because she's in the core box and she is very, very good. Um, the thing she's able to do, she's not going to hit particularly hard. She's, she's usually not going to like spike big and win you a game off of some crazy roll but what she is going to do is move really fast play the objective game really well um be like weirdly hard to kill because of uh, just between stealth and martial art um i think widow is you know uh, personally i i'm kind of moving away from the the bullseyes and the rockets and um, I, I think I might start running Widow more often as my my two threat splash until foes get an affiliated two threat. I just think she's a really really strong character, um, and and I I don't see her splash like she gets played a lot because Avengers are really popular and Shield is really good. So obviously you'll see her there. But when it comes to two threat splashes, I don't know if it's because she's kind of boring, um, and she doesn't hit hard. But people always seem to lean towards like Bullseye, who is great, or um, Toad, who I think is the the one that I'm not going to say Widow's like better than Toad or anything. Toad's amazing. But Toad is like kind of a similar type, right? Where he's like an objective positional yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Widow is the second best positional two threat um, in the game. Like having a long moving two threat with stealth is is crazy. Like if Nebula could hold objectives she would be pretty amazing too i mean she's good offensively but um yeah widow's an all-star i played her in every not in every game but in two of the three games um and then my other splash was nova which i've talked enough about she's just super mysterio and she's (laughs) integral to the trap game and i played her all three games so (laughs) she's amazing so uh in round one i played against um i was up against x-force actually which X-Force is obviously not, um, you know, the like top team by any means. A lot of people are not high in them at all. Uh, they're kind of widely considered one of the worst teams. 
but um my opponent uh his name is carl i know he listens to the podcast so uh, shout out to carl he's a really cool guy uh he gave me an actual run for my money in this game um we uh ended up on spider infected and deadly meteors and i believe he had prio i ran um uh green goblin uh black widow cassandra nova lizard and craven the hunter uh on this on this game and the the first two rounds, it was just like one of those games where it's just nothing is going your way. Um, you know, I, I just couldn't flip those stupid meteors. Um, my, uh, I think on round two, like uh, Green Goblin gets blown up by Honey Badger in like a single activation. And then um, Cassandra, like Cable walks up to Cassandra Nova. She fails her tricks and traps. And then Cable just like blows her away and dazes her. And you know, like just things are just going so. Oh, like Black Widow gets exploded by Domino, and I'm losing like ten to five after round two, and I'm like, holy crap, am I going to lose this game? Um, but I quickly kind of got things back together. Um, Widow started, you know, uh, doing like sur- she started surviving, which because because she was in martial artist range, so she's cutting blanks and you know rolling three defense dice and surviving the way she should and mm-hmm. nova kind of gets into a better position and starts causing problems and um it, it, I, I eventually was able to swing the score back because that's kind of the nature of uh deadly meteors is you can fall behind early on like pretty hard and uh, kind of make a very quick comeback um i think the game the the biggest moment at the end of the game was craven uh gets up in cable's face and one shots him with a kukri strike and at that moment, we kind of both knew that it was pretty much wrapped up. Um, and I ended up winning 17 to 12. So uh, by no means an easy game. Uh, very difficult. Kind of like uh, I mean, by the last round, I, I think we'd, I'd wrapped it up. So I don't want to say like down to the wire, but it was a very tough matchup mm-hmm. uh, for me. And then in round two, I got paired into um, Asgard. And uh, this was being run by Tristan. Uh, I don't know if Tristan listens, but shout out if he does. Tristan is our local like Asgard uh, expert here in Rochester. He actually won the last tournament in our city, um, the one that I TO'd that I think we talked about a few episodes ago. Um, Asgard, uh, or Tristan is a very competent Asgard player. Ben, you've played against Tristan a lot of times. He is, uh, he's honed that affiliation pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he kind of came into this tournament as like our reigning champ in Rochester. So, um, I was definitely, uh, I came into it, taking it super seriously. And I was, uh, he did have Malekith uh, on his roster, but we ended up drawing yet again. I got for the second time this day, spider infected and deadly meteors. So um, uh, right off the bat, he knew he didn't want to take Malekith. And I kind of expected the same thing because playing at 17 with Thor and Malekith, you've got, uh, that's 12 points right there. And uh, the, the the rest of his list just was he doesn't have a two threat um so unless he's going three wide he's playing unaffiliated and i didn't think he wanted to do that if he went three wide i was totally fine with it on this layout um and if he went unaffiliated i'm obviously more than fine with that so um i played the exact same list as i played the first game i, I just felt like they were really good i i didn't want to use mysterio or anything on deadly meteors just didn't feel comfortable so I rocked Craven again and, and my standard guys. And I I will say both games, I set up Sinister Traps in the middle um, because I, I didn't have Pryo and uh, I didn't want to like, I wanted to make them work for it a little bit. 
Um, and uh, this game, I think I just like took an early lead and, and kind of held on to it. I was able to um, uh, do put some early damage into Angela with Green Goblin, and Goblin was kind of giving her problems for for the first couple of rounds. I think he ended up dazing around round two. Um, Cassandra Nova was like single handedly trolling Thor and Loki the entire game. At one point, he she used mental domination to have Thor walk over and punch Loki in the face and daze him. Oh, that's awesome! Like <laughs> the most thematic thing possible. Yeah, really. Um, and Thor just could not get in on Nova. He would charge her, and she would either tricks and traps away, or you know she'd weather that 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 six dice strike, and uh, and then he'd try to throw something at her, and she would use her two power superpower that is essentially brace for impact. And I probably used that ability like five times that game. Um, and then he he finally got to throw Lizard at Nova when I didn't have two power for that ability, so I just spent one power for brace for impact. <laughs> And uh, Nova was just like indestructible for a little while. Um, and then on the other side, Craven and Widow teamed up again to make uh, Valkyrie extremely sad. Um, she just, I mean, it was funny because Valkyrie is this three threat attrition piece that is just kind of like a ball of fire that runs around and kills things. But she is all physical and she's pretty much just range two or three. Um, I think only range two off the top of my head. Does Valkyrie, is her spender range three? I don't I think it's all two. Um, I'm checking it now. Yeah, yeah she's only range two, which and she's only physical, which means I put her up against Widow with obviously Craven nearby. And Widow is getting three dice counting blanks every time Valkyrie attacks her. So and they were they were kind of in an area where there it wasn't super there wasn't anything like spicy to throw at Widow. So it was just funny watching this like two threat just like take the brunt of Valkyrie attacks for like three straight rounds and basically come out unscathed. And uh, Craven was, was giving her a ton of trouble in the meantime. And, and the two of them were making sure that I held that meteor and um, kind of just never let up the lead. And I, I ended up winning 18 to five. Uh, Tristan played it well. I think um, it was a, uh, it, it was not, it, despite the score, it was not an easy game. And it was one that I had to think a lot about uh, going into and, and throughout. I think the crisis setup ultimately um, favored me. Like I said, I, I, we both kind of knew that Malekith was was not going to be an option for him without going um, three wide, which would have been terrible on Spider-Infected and Meteors. Uh, I think the highlight of this game was was Valkyrie on turn two. Uh, she was holding a Spider-Infected, and he, he had put her just like barely too close to the Sinister Traps. And she he, she rolled the uh, the hit or something, you know, that I could move her short. And I moved her right onto my Sinister Traps. And uh, it was just like ping pong all over the place, uh, which you don't get to do that too often. So that, that was fun. So trolly. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, th- that that was a um, a pretty good showcase, I think, of the of the spider foes. At one point, Angela ran over to throw a size three at Green Goblin. And Green Goblin trick or treated to blow up the size three on her face. Nice. That was really funny. Um, it was a very, you know, trap foes game, even though I didn't have Mysterio in the list on this on this particular match. So um yeah, so I was two and zero, uh, and Ben was two and zero, and we faced off in round three. And that's kind of how we got here. <laughs> stars the stars aligned. 
Yeah, we were both really hoping that it would be us in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of fortunate that the other two 3-0 players on round two tied. Uh, 14-14. So, yeah, so the thing with that was they they weren't 3-0. and They... Uh, For one and, of yeah, Andrew Andrew P and Sean Perry both that day wound up going two zero and one because they were paired up against each other round two in which they did tie fourteen fourteen, so yeah. that was that was a pretty pretty cool thing to see. And then Andrew P and Sean Perry wound up coming in uh, second and third respectively on the day. How yeah, that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and they're, they're both great players, too. So, I mean, it was weird that there was two other players that didn't lose games, um, but they had the ties, so they finished second and third. Um, Andrew's a great Web Warriors player. He, he's actually, the last tournament in Rochester, he also went two wins and a tie, so he's gone, like, six tournament games now. Oh, so he's cursed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you could call it that, but also he hasn't lost in six games in the tournament, so that's, that's pretty true. good. And there's Sean, who is, um, if you're a command point person, listener, uh, you've, you've probably heard Sean's voice in the past. Depending yeah, on how long. he's our resident Grey Knights and uh, Tyranids expert. Yeah, and uh, Sean is, has gotten into MCP over the last couple months, and he has like, really picked it up like super fast. He's actually not lost a game to anybody but me so far, and he keeps reminding me of that. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he's just been like a menace in our at our local store, just like crushing people with, he was essentially running like the Morgan Reed Avengers list. Um, I yeah. think he straight copied it actually. And he, he was talking about that. Well, and, and shout out to, to Andrew. Um, Andrew beat me going for top table in Syracuse when his web warriors beat my black order, goofing around and taking black order. Yeah. He's a good player. He's, yeah. he's gotten, he's really he's honed good. those web warriors. Yeah, he's doing really good. I can't do it. I can't figure out what works. <laughs> yeah, they're tricky. Um, but yeah, it was it was us in the finals, Ben. <laughs> yeah, do you want to start talking about it? Or you want you want my tears first? What, well, um, why don't we why don't we start with the tears? Because I've been talking for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, you can talk about like how like what our what our crisis setup and stuff was. Yeah. So we we uh, we drew into. I really needed to win priority. Uh, and uh, it was it was one of those things that um, I recognized that if I didn't win priority, things were gonna gonna kind of get a little awkward. Um, of course, I didn't win priority. Uh, and Shane took, uh, I think you took your secures, right? I think. Uh, yeah, because I really liked your extracts. Yeah, you really uh, you looked really liked your or my extracts because I think we were almost the same, but one. Um, yeah, like I had that. scrawl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You both, yeah. I think that was what our decision was. We had scrawl, and uh, so we ended up drawing uh, cube and intrusions, and we both kind of sat there like, ah, oh, you know, I don't want to play seventeen. Shane had only been playing seventeen at that point, so I made the risky decision of of going nineteen. Looking back, I regret that decision. I should have just played 17. <laughs> uh, but uh, I ended up taking my my 14, my 14 Hydra squad, uh, which was Red Skull, Strucker, Zola, and Zemo. Um, and I was really debating. Uh, we had 
we had played Friday. We had did a warm-up game on Friday with the same rosters, and we played 19. And I took... No, it was 20. Because that it, it was 20, 20 on Friday. Yeah, on Friday it was 20, because I was able to play Nova and AS on that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, what did I play? Oh, because I played Loki Bob. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if we, my decision at 19 was Taskmaster and Bob or Modoc. <laughs> and I had just played Modoc. Modoc was, was playing super well. Um, Modoc can do a lot of fun stuff and he can turn off a lot of Shane's shenanigans. Um, so I said, okay. Um, I just need him to not do one thing that I taught him a while ago how to do really, really well. And he's one of those few people in my life who listens to me, uh, which is, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I can't remember. Do you remember everyone you you took? Yeah. So I was, uh, the first two rounds, I, I had taken that same list that I mentioned earlier. Um, the cool part about that was that I got to play Craven two out of three games. The third round, though, we were playing at 19, like like Ben said. So I took, uh, I ended up taking Green Goblin, uh, Cassandra Nova again, uh, Lizard again. Lizard and Nova were the only mainstays every game other than Goblin. Um, and then I took Mysterio. And then because we were at 19, I was able to throw Venom in there as well. Wow. Um, Mysterio was acceptable this game because I wasn't playing on a pay to flip um, and Spider Infected wasn't on the board. So, like, I'm normally okay with just one of those things with Mysterio, but both of those things, it's ugly. Um, and Craven's just really good there. Um, whereas Intrusions, I really like Mysterio. Um, and, and I like him with cubes too on the board. So now suddenly I can take Mysterio and we have the extra points. So I get to take Venom. Um, and I've kind of learned that I actually really like Venom against Hydra. Um, for a little while, it was starting to feel like I can't really take Venom in as many matchups as I used to with some of the things running around, like some of the big characters like Malekith that I just think Venom suck against. Um, but against Hydra, there's really only like a handful of like big attacks that are not physical. And most of them are either not a lot of dice, so they don't hit very hard or they're range three. Yeah. And they still don't really hit particularly hard. So Venom can actually do a lot of damage there. Um, and and I really enjoyed uh, the opportunity to bring out Venom because I haven't gotten to do it lately. And Venom was amazing this game. Spoiler alert. Yes, for um, sure. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't take traps this time. This is the only game of the day where I didn't take Sinister Traps. And I remember kind of wishing I did mm-hmm. um, because even though I had Pryo and it was an F shape, Modok sitting on the other side of the board meant I was really afraid to go into the middle and grab that cube. Um, I don't know if you wanted me to go grab it or if you were worried I would go grab it, but I just had this like bad feeling that if I grabbed a cube, Modok was going to walk up, hit me with his, with his stuff and like start moving me. Like, I don't know. I was just like really worried about, maybe I respect a Modok too much. Um, that, that may very well be the case, but uh, I, I didn't, grab it i instead i went for a aggressive play on turn one where i had lizard run across the board and, and grab one of yours near the one of the later activations mm-hmm. um just to try and keep parity because you ended up grabbing the middle yes. um yep. and naturally my lizard does what he does and or he did what he does and he he died on turn one uh modok pretty much just like exploded him if i remember correctly 
Yeah. Um, and, and from that moment, I was pretty worried. Um, I, I was like, not super comfortable after the first round. Um, I, you know, I had a lizard that was just in no man's land that got dazed. I had like given you that, that cube right back. And, uh, you know, you had set up really well on the other side with, with Strucker and Zola. And, uh, I was kind of nervous at that point. Um, it was not a good start for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what your, what your thought on that first round was. Yeah. First round couldn't have gone more perfectly for, for me. Um, I pretty much got everything that I wanted. I was hoping, um, you know, the, the reason you take Modoc rather than Taskmaster and Bob, um, was I was hoping for that middle extract grab so that I could, like I said, you know, just yoink whoever that you were going to throw up to me um, and just remove models. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Zemo was able to double walk, get into Mysterio's face to threaten High Council. Um, you had two, you had two people within range three of Strucker on the right side as well. Uh, I think it was Goblin and Venom were able to to be within, you know, that threat range of this of the Strucker poison, uh, the poison fart that he does. Um, so I, I had set up really well for a high council uh, if things were going to kind of go my way. Um, and really, turn two wasn't terrible for me. Um, yeah, I was still worried at the end of turn two. I'm kind of like blanking on what happened there, but I know I wasn't satisfied with the board state at the end of turn two. Yeah, there was a there was a weird I don't remember exactly what, what ended up happening. I, I waited for Zemo. You had Pryo going in turn two. Mm-hmm. Um you didn't jettison Lizard out of there right away, which I thought you were going to do. Um and if I'm I think I dazed struck I str- I dazed Rudd's call. Yeah it was because I um I moved, I moved Red Skull up to that middle point, which I felt confident that, you know, uh, you know, five dice against four dice, you know, um, Red Skull's got like seven health on his front side. I felt pretty good with the Red Skull versus uh, Venom matchup. Uh, but what was weird, and I don't remember exactly what I was thinking at the time, because you didn't, you didn't run Lizard back. I was anticipating the throw Modoc and then double walk away with Lizard, and I was going to um, basically set up the High Council turn two uh, with Zemo basically destroying Mysterio and then Strucker basically getting getting off. So I was, I was really confident that the High Council was going to go off some at some point during turn two. Um, but then you did, I think, yeah. So I, I remember what I did now. Yeah. So I really didn't like the board state because of the things you were talking about. So I I, I was like, I want to kill Red Skull. I want to daze him right now. Yeah. Um, because if I do that, then you are, because I also had Goblin on the other side threatening your your Zola instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I daze Red Skull, first of all, I get that cube from him. And it kind of puts you in a weird position where there's like another side of the board that I'm threatening mm-hmm. and, and maybe you, you, you know, you kill lizard, but I had a little faith that lizard could survive 
I didn't think he was going to get one shot twice. It's really rare that it happens twice. Um, in Mysterio, I just, I, I thought Mysterio would live, but you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird one. Um, but either way, I was like willing to punt one thing if I could, if I could daze Strucker or mm-hmm. sorry, Red Skull, and then maintain Pryo going in the next round where I could then KO Red Skull. Right. Um, so Venom goes, he punches Red Skull in the face. You block like crazy. And I'm like, oh God, what the heck? And then I punch him again and I do like three or four damage. And then I throw uh, a tractor thing at him and I do like. Maybe that's what or- does it. Yeah, that's what. No, I didn't kill him with that. I almost kill him. And he's got um, he's got two health left. And I do something that I never, ever do because I, I was really worried at that point. I was like, all right, I need like to take a risk. And I web line him in to Nova. Oh, and, yeah. I, need, and I need Nova to get two out of four. I never go I, for two out of four. I, I always I, go for one. Yeah, I remember. And I hit yeah. two. And in this one time, I hit two. Ugh. And it dazes him. And I'm like, okay, just like that, I'm back in the game. Ugh. Um and it and that also gave Nova the ability to start walking up the board off of that that uh, yeah. psychic distraction and now she's in the mix. Yeah. Um and I remember I think my response to that, which was again like thinking about it too, like when you lose games like this, you know, you spend you know, I had three three hour car ride home too, so I was able to, you know, really analyze yeah. everything. Um <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I didn't just punish Lizard. Um, but my response to you taking out Red Skull <clears throat> was to Daze Goblin. Yes. And looking back at that, it was such a bad idea because like I said, Strucker and Zemo or uh, Zola were in a really okay position to give each other rerolls and stuff like that. Um, and spoiler alert, Lizard really just... He didn't, I think, win you the game, but he, he was able to bully Modok the rest of the game because yeah. I just didn't, I didn't put him down. I didn't put him down. So effectively Modoc was staggered the, for the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, L- Lizard throws Modoc and then runs away. He does that play. Yep. Yep. And then every, every round after that, uh, Lizard would run up and throw him and then run back or, yep. you know, at one point Nova walked him away and he yeah. was never, he was always having to move and then attack. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was great. It was something um, listeners, if you want to deal with, you know, big base, slow moving models. That's what you do. You just don't throw them into things. You don't need to kill them. You don't need to give them power. You just throw them, chuck them into no man's land and then go do something else. Um, which was, was something that we talked about last season in TTS of how to deal with a certain model that will go unnamed right now. Cause we don't, <laughs> want, to give, we don't want to give people secrets. Oh yeah. Uh, unlock the code, but, um, but that's what you do. And, um, but you know, I dazed, I dazed, uh, goblin. I think I dazed, um, venom toward the end of the round. So it was really, you didn't daze him, but you put about a million conditions on him. Oh yeah. It was something, it was something like that, you know, where I was still able to, to score relatively high. I was up three points going into, uh, round three. Uh, and then it just kind of fell apart. <laughs> um, and I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, I was fully anticipating Shane to to go for the Strucker days. Uh, Strucker had, I, th- I think, two cubes on him. Yeah, he had like three health. Um, 
you know, there was there was a really neat opportunity that I kind of baited Shane and said, hey, why don't you try to take out Strucker? If you take him out, look, you're also killing this card. You know, you can do it. Go do it. Do it, Shane. Do it. <laughs> and um, Shane made an amazing play um, that when he did that, I mean, it really just shook up everything that I had, had been setting up um, really for, for two rounds. And yeah, I'll, I'll let you talk about it because it, it was just a... Yeah. So it was like earlier I mentioned I wanted to set up. I wanted to try and maintain Pryo for round three, which I did. So that way I could KO Red Skull top of round three. And with my dazed goblin, instead of going for Strucker, uh, so at this point, Zola had moved into the middle with Red Skull and Venom. So I have uh, flipped Goblin. He does a Glider Ram into Zola, who is already injured, and it just kills him. And then I have two big six dice attacks into Red Skull, who had, because Red Skull at this point, that's happening around, was a lot closer to Mysterio and Nova than he was to Goblin. Um, you would switch to the five Mystic Defense and two Energy Defense. So Red Skull or Goblin, you know, cruises in, kills Zola, and then double explodes uh red skull with two six dice attacks and and just like melts him pretty much which i will say with the the trap foes if you're running like goblin and nova uh they are really good against red skull they are so good against red skull because red skull is always going to have either two mystic defense or two energy defense and you always have the answer on the board to, to like solving Red Skull and doing a ton of damage to him. Um, and you putting Red Skull in the middle, Ben, I, on one flank I had Goblin and on the other flank I had Nova. So in whichever phase you chose, one of them was going to be able to kind of like pincer and kill him. And in this particular turn, it was Goblin. Um, and Flipped Goblin is extremely lethal when he has priority. Um, so he comes in, he, he dazes Zola and he KOs Red Skull off the board. And suddenly the bad board state is no longer that bad for me. It's actually, it, it pretty much swings into a position where I'm kind of heavily advantaged. And I think Modok was still really far away. Like Strucker's still there alive, but all he can really do is like, he has to move to attack Goblin, which and he'd have to move off the point and he's got two cubes, so he can't use the intrusion portal. So like the best thing he can do to do like offense is to move off of an objective and get like one builder into Goblin, I think. So it's like a really weird spot for Strucker. Um, and on the other side, it's just like now Now that Red Skull's dead, High Council's offline. So I'm not super worried about Zemo like killing Mysterio or anything anymore. And I don't even think he ended up killing Mysterio because I popped Grand Illusion and did like nothing. <laughs> um, but um, well, and, you, and you killed Occult Research too, which was, yeah, uh, you know, I was ready to pop that off. Yeah, it it was uh, probably the best play of the game, um, and it was it was great. And so it put me, I think I was in the driver's seat, you know, round one, round two, uh, and then round three. After that, I I was playing off the back foot, uh, really having to react to a lot of things that Shane was you know was, was you know putting the pressure on, uh, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't keep up you know just couldn't keep up there was a couple of times where um strucker could have done you know a thing or two uh, a couple missed opportunities um but at that point 
uh, it becomes really dicey and it doesn't necessarily work in my favor. Um, Venom refusing to die, you know, <laughs> was just like, okay. Um, he did daze at one point and I was happy that he dazed because before the daze, he had like shock, shock incinerate, um, stun all on him. And then he yeah. dazed and all that was gone. Yeah, and I think it was that round after where Strucker attacked him, and then that I'm like so many snacks to like one shot Strucker, which yeah. pretty much that was like the ceiling thing, I, I think. If it, I remember it was, correctly, it was the the moment where if Strucker doesn't die there, Strucker has four cubes. He has four cubes. He grabs them and walks away. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then now I'm in a I'm back in control because he can go sit on the far intrusion, scoring me five points, and you gotta gotta have to deal with it some somehow. Um, I missed a I missed a big sacrifice play of the off the so many snacks, um, which would have which would have helped. I don't think it would have won me the game by any means because yeah the the trouble with it like obviously strucker lives but then chances are venom goes back to full health because i did do the um yeah the the venom yeah and it healed him all the way back to full so strucker probably doesn't kill him there but it's definitely still a game yeah at that point yeah and well and it was and and you kill zola zola dies yeah you know zola dies for sure um so yeah i mean it was it was a great it was a great game. Uh, it was awesome to have, you know, uh, the the command point podcast repping uh, at top table. So I had a lot, of, I had a lot of fun, and um, but it's it's time to bring out the 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 Papa bro- uh, Papa Brotherhood. Mag, you know? Yeah, bring bringing back out my my boy Mags because, uh, like I said, uh, one of the things I was talking to people there. I've been playing Brotherhood for, I mean, since they've been out, you know, and easily you know, over 150, 200 games, you know, with them, uh, you want to mix it up. Um, yeah. So, um, cause it's, it's, it's a lot. I was COVID COVID let me play this game a lot. <laughs> and, uh, if you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> so, uh, I was, uh, I was glad to bring out Hydra. I was really surprised at how well I did to be honest, uh, with, with Hydra. It was really cool to see you pilot like what is relatively like a newer affiliation uh, yeah. and, and have such such success at this tournament with it. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, and everybody was great. Ryan did a great job. Uh, his only problem was he ate pizza in front of me. So, <laughs> well, you guys had just come back from lunch, so I had figured... <laughs> <laughs> just had some pizza in front of us, but it was great. All TOs are entitled to pizza. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I had a great had a great time, and uh, I'm looking forward to to the next one and like to the the next big tournament, um, which is uh, going to be in a month in in Boston. So yeah, it was it was a it was a good one. I was just really happy to uh, bring my spider foes and and get the three zero, get the victory. Um, I've played the team a lot at this point and kind of like to ring with what you're saying. And like, you got to mix it up sometimes I am approaching that point where I do feel like I need to mix it up because the, you can only play one affiliation so many times before, you know, you, you kind of start, um, 
yearning to uh to to venture out um probably gonna be shield for me next uh i need to i need to get my neck fury built and then i i kind of want to pick up she hulk as well um and, and just kind of start experimenting with that team a little bit more and um once i get uh thanos built you can borrow him for a thanos copter oh yeah we can't thanos. talk about thanos copter yet it's not the world's not ready for thanos yeah, copter. they are not the secret tech of of thanos copter yeah. <laughs> but um no yeah i mean it was it, winning a tournament with with spider foes is uh you know i can i can even if it was you know or it was a 12 player tournament which i was i think it's a good turnout for a for a local event um it's good to get that off the ledger though you know i can i can say i've i've won an event with spider foes um yeah. i'll probably be taking them to boston uh which will uh, idea being probably my last foes event for a little while i'll probably switch to shield and uh just kind of see what i can do with with them but um you know, I did say Venom was my MVP that game, but like as we talked about it, it made me realize that I think Goblin was the MVP that game. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty cool to think about because Goblin is—I don't want to say he has a bad reputation as a character, like, but some people kind of like treat it like Blade, mm-hmm. like where it's like this four-threat tumor leader that's like not great. Um, but I think Goblin is way better than that. Um. And and I do have games once in a while where, you know, sometimes he's disappointing, but he can really pop off and, and just having that big attrition piece. And he's got a lot of health, at least on his healthy side. Um, but on his injured side, he just becomes like premier attrition for threat. If you can use him before he dies. Um, so a uh, huge fan of Goblin. The only characters I ran all three games I said other than Goblin were Craven or not Craven uh, were Lizard and Cassandra Nova. Um, and at this point, Nova, I think, speaks for herself on foes. She's just so it makes the game so much easier for me when, when she's on the board. Maybe it's just my play style, but I don't know. I think she's amazing. And then obviously Lizard is Lizard. Everybody knows how good he is. Uh, he can you can pretty much slot him in anywhere and he can do a job. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Awesome. So I think now is a good spot for us to uh, wrap up this episode. Uh, Once again, I want to thank everybody who came out to the tournament and made it such a fun event. It was awesome running it for you guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in, uh, especially to our uh, supporters over on Patreon and uh, to our YouTube YouTube channel members, I should say. Um, uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Oh, and uh, I believe Ben has one more (laughs) shout-out. One more shout out, uh, shout out to, to Neelan, uh, and, and Sean, um, out in, in Chile. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I was able to play just, just a, a real quick, um, TTS league, uh, plug, go, go, go play TTS league. It's awesome. Uh, I was able to play with, with Neelan this last week, uh, who's from Chile. Uh, and, uh, yeah, give all, all shout out to to uh Neelan and simon sorry simon uh one of his friends in the whole chilean mcp community uh keep building that community out in chile uh and yeah awesome you guys rock thanks for listening guys we'll see you again in the next one